What's up, witches? Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Coven Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Munson, aka That Witch from Work. What's up, witches? Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Coven Podcast. This is going to be another episode in the Zodiac at Work series. In these episodes, I take each of the 12 Zodiac signs and discuss their qualities, the energy, the planetary rulership, and how you can identify these characteristics or qualities in the workplace. And not only identify, but also try to honor and embody or at least have more understanding. So that way, when you experience the polarity of the zodiac sign, you can hold it with a little bit more, maybe unconditional positive regard and recognize that the energy is useful. And even though we may not always experience it in a productive way, um, we can still bow in honor to that energy as it's expressed in our coworkers, our colleagues, or in our work environment. In these episodes, I also connect the zodiac sign and the element to one of the four domains of leadership that come from the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment and the Gallup organization. And I like to share at the end of the episodes specifically one of the 34 signature themes from the Clifton Strengths Finder that I think is adequately expressed through the zodiac sign. And in this episode, I'm actually really excited because there's kind of some fun research that I've done around this particular zodiac sign. Today, we're going to be talking about Capricorn energy and its connection to the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment and one of the signature themes. So if you have taken the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment and you have that theme, then I would love to hear from you in the show notes of the episode. You can see the question what did you think of this episode? (laughs) And I'd love for you to let me know if you have the signature theme and if you have anything in the sign of Capricorn, but understanding the demographics of my listenership, I bet that the majority of you do. And I did have someone on my TikTok ask me specifically, they said, I need you to release the rest of the Zodiac at Work series. I'm living for these episodes. So thank you so much for that encouragement. I was trying to release these episodes when we were in the season of the Zodiac. So, you know, Capricorn should have been in Capricorn season and Aquarius should have been in Aquarius season and so on. But I think I'm going to pick up the pace on this a little bit and try to just release them all like within the next few months so you can get them and you can listen to them, especially because I'm looking at bringing back my offering the strengths in the natal chart reading. This is something that I piloted in 2022 and it was super well received and it was so fun to work with those professionals in identifying their signature themes from the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment and observing how that is expressed through the natal chart. I think one of the coolest things about this reading that I was able to offer people is when you understand not only what your strengths are and how you can foster and further develop them, you're given language on how to share that with others and talk about yourself in a more confident way. And it's more clear on how you can apply that strength in a work setting. But when you connect it to your natal chart, now you have the insight of timing as well. For example, one of the clients that I worked with had um, one of the strengths, which was futuristic. And when we identified where that futuristic strength was being gifted through the natal chart configurations and aspects, 
then we were able to identify an upcoming transit that would actually activate that area of the chart and therefore give that person an opportunity to be seen in a very big way and to be celebrated for that strength. And so this is what's so cool about that reading is that it really is true, holistic, professional development. And it's more than just here, do X, Y, and Z. It's also identifying like this is when you'll have the opportunity to really apply it, to be challenged by it or to explore it more, to share it with others. And so it becomes a little bit more easy to understand the practical application of it. And so if that is interesting to you, then you're going to want to make sure that you're following my work so you know exactly when I open up that link again, um, because that will be coming up as another offering for folks. And it was one that, again, I really loved doing in 2022. It was so fun working with the individuals and they all had different and unique goals that they were trying to accomplish through the reading. Um, and I know that it was a really meaningful experience either way. It was really fun for me to kind of bridge together these worlds where I've used the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment so much in my work in professional development, leadership development, um, working with students in that capacity as well, and then also bringing in my understanding and expertise as a vocational astrologer. Um, and so, yeah, again, keep an eye out um, on my website, follow the podcast, because again, I'm going to be releasing these episodes more quickly to keep up with the demand and also so I can bring in some new content. So let's get into Capricorn. I am going to likely have a lot of bias in this episode because I am a Capricorn sun. I have the pleasure of being a Capricorn stellium and I've always been super obsessed with my sun sign. I've always really resonated with what I read about Capricorn and even like this stuff where people are trying to maybe like tease the zodiac signs and, and pull out maybe you know their shadow side or some of the worst qualities of the sign. I still even own those with like, hell yeah, that's my red flag. That's my fault in this world. That's the stuff I'm not very good at and other people don't like about me, but I still like own it with just this really strong resonance of yes, this is me. I am such a Capricorn. And so you're going to potentially feel that in this episode um, because I care so deeply about my sun sign and just the Capricorn energy. But to set a little bit more of a foundational understanding instead of getting immediately into, oh, Capricorns are CEOs or something like that, we're going to break it down and we're going to look at the zodiac sign through their modality through the element, through the um, polarity, uh, and we're going to look at the planetary ruler for Capricorn as well. So Capricorn is a yin sign, a yin polarity. You could also use the language of being a feminine sign. And this is true for all of the zodiac signs, which are of the earth element or the water element. They're going to have this natural internal or introspective energy. There is the quality of settling, of seeking the lowest point, of the path of least resistance, or this idea of like a heaviness or a gravity that kind of pulls you down and pulls you inward. And I think this is important to note because when we think like of Capricorn and I think about like the memes that have been shared or slogans or taglines or nicknames or other things that we use to describe this energy, then so often we think of someone who is in the command position and we often think of like 
extroversion qualities or like people who are extroverted, because if you're going to be in front of people and you're going to be leading people, then there's a certain charisma quality, like a charisma, <laughs> a charisma from these leaders, you know, people who are well-spoken and stuff like that. But truthfully, Capricorn is more of an introspective and internal sign. And so when we think about, um, you know, the domains of leadership and stuff like that, I want you to just keep in mind that like, being a really good leader doesn't mean that you are necessarily the person out in front drawing attention to yourself or anything like that. Um, the way that Capricorn nature is expressed or that energy is expressed is actually one which is very internally focused. Now, we all have opportunities to work outside of our preferences. And me being a Capricorn son, I'm actually very grossly extroverted. And so I want you just to be mindful that like this is not like a one size fits all. I'm not trying to diagnose anyone. The way that this can be expressed is definitely dependent on other qualities in the chart. But I want you just to think for a moment what Capricorn accomplishes um, might sometimes happen behind the scenes or it might happen beneath the surface, um, regardless of what's being shared with other people or how this, you know, um, how a Capricorn person might express their energy in the workplace. There's a natural like gravity and weight that comes with Capricorn energy. Capricorn is also a cardinal sign. So similar to Aries, Cancer, and Libra, Capricorn comes in to initiate the beginning of a season. And with Capricorn in the Northern Hemisphere, it's initiating winter. This is when we begin the winter season and we officially have less light. We have the darkest days. And this beginning and this initiating power is really important when we are considering how this is expressed, right? And what we see with this in the workplace. Initiating energy is one that likes to begin, right? I'm going to start something. Um, and so there's this natural, like, I think of like project management, for example, of like, you know, there's a needs analysis. There's a problem here. We need to do something about it. Um, you know, there's a problem to be solved and here's how I'm going to take action and I'm going to like try to work to solve this problem. Uh, it's very heavy on the beginning piece of it. But if you think about the weight again, um, and this is true for like the earth sign, like the heaviness that comes with it, it's solving problems which feel very weighted or are very big and maybe require a lot of extra effort to get that done. So this takes us beyond the maybe like idea generation of Aries or the beginning of partnership with Libra. Uh, this really takes us down to like, okay, like how do we actually start moving the needle? How do we start moving the earth, right? It's that initiating beginning energy. And I was listening recently to an episode of the astrology podcast where Diana Rose Harper, and I don't remember the name of the other astrologer, but they were having a conversation with Chris Brennan on Capricorn as a zodiac sign. And something that really stood out to me that Diana shared was that to begin or initiate Earth, like building a new island or landmass, for example, it's actually, um, I think, I think she maybe used the word violent, but consider like tectonic plates beating against each other or like underwater volcanoes erupting. And it's actually like very explosive and can be very aggressive. And it requires a lot of force to initiate earth, to begin earth, to move earth. 
And that's really what's like held in this energy of Capricorn is this immense amount of fortitude and strength to initiate um, a project or the beginning of something, right? Now, because it is Earth, we do think about that which is tangible and material. And so we think about what what are we doing in the workplace that has practical results, but also like tangible applications of the work that we do. And this is again where it's not necessarily idea generation or rapport building, but it's um, you know there's an obvious outcome. Like the OKR is very quantitative and less qualitative. You can measure this because it is tangible and material. It's going to be easier to evaluate the success of the outcome of something. It's like if you are a people leader and you're trying to evaluate your employee's performance, giving them the goal of like having a positive attitude at work is going to be really hard to measure and you don't have like really clear OKRs around that. But if you wanted to reduce the number of safety incidents in an organization, then it's going to be really easy. Like you just look at like the tickets or you look at the reporting system and there's numbers or it's it's quantifiable and that's the nature of capricorn and the nature of the earth elements is it is tangible and material it's something that you can see it's something that's really easy to quantify it's obvious you did it or you didn't and here's the level of success that you did it with right so it's happening you know in the real real if you will and with capricorn as well there is this element of like long term, and this is because of the Saturnian nature of the sign. The planetary ruler for the zodiac sign of Capricorn is Saturn. And we think of those Saturnian things. We think of, um, you know, an entire Saturn cycle takes quite a bit of time. And this slower moving nature makes us think about that which is sustained over a longer period of time. And you could even say like that which is built to last over a longer period of time. And so again, if you want to think about how this might be expressed in the workplace, there is this element of staying power. Not in the same way that fixed signs express this, where it's like, I'm really good at this, so I'm just going to continue doing it. But Capricorn likes to under like Capricorn, for example, will understand that there are cycles to work and that you need to work through an entire cycle. Um, if you are a people leader and you're doing employee performance evaluations, for example, then a Capricorn people leader would look at someone who's maybe six months tenured in the role and would understand that it's not a fair evaluation yet. I've only seen you through six months of work. I can't give you a fair evaluation on your performance until you've been through like until you've been through these cycles at least a few times. And then I'm going to determine whether or not you're doing it well. You know, otherwise there's just like, do this a little bit better, do that a little bit better. But I can't actually tell if you're good at your job yet because you haven't done it long enough. Um, they're also going to really value like work put in. There is like the natural work ethic preference here where to be considered like competent or to have a semblance of mastery, it's, it's really about like, what have you been able to accomplish? What outcomes have you driven? Um, I'm thinking about a Capricorn leader that I've reported into in particular, you know, something that 
I have in myself is like this deep rooted imposter syndrome. And so I make up for that by having credentials. I have 16 letters following my name because I had to get, you know, certified in this and certified in that. And I'm a part of this organization and I have this license. And when I was sharing that with my Capricorn leader, something that they shared with me was like, that doesn't really mean much until you know how to apply it in the workplace and you can uh, yield successful outcomes numerous times. And actually it's funny because I read this quote online somewhere. This is just like popping into my mind now that to be considered an expert in something, you have to be able to, again, just like uh, have successful outcomes of your work in a variety of settings and contexts. Like if you like, for example, like being a coach, um, if you want to be considered an expert as a coach, then you have to be able to help a, many clients with a variety of situations be successful using your techniques or your programs. It's not just like, I know things now and I took a class and now I'm an expert or I helped one person be really successful or I did it myself. Um, and so now I can consider myself an expert, but you have to be able to apply it over and over and over again and be successful every single time. There is a sustainability quality with Capricorn as well, right? Like that which is sustained over long periods of time, but that which is sustainable. And so I think about workplaces that work in sustainability in some way. These could be green organizations. These could be organizations that are really big on, you know, reducing waste or, um, you know, something along those lines. But the idea that we need to, um, I want to say like work in harmony or balance out the ecosystems that we are a part of because when we work cohesively with each other and work from a place of like cooperation or collaboration rather than competition then we're able to build more sustainable programs right when we think of capricorn i think really often people go immediately to industries such as like government or um I think like politics, but I'm I'm also thinking of like banking and finance and stuff like that, which makes sense from like the earth standpoint, like the earth element, as well as the Saturnian structure. But when I think of Capricorn, I think of things which are really, really big. It's like the mountain versus the flower garden. The mountain you can see from a long ways away and um, it will help you orient yourself uh, and understand kind of how you fit within an ecosystem. It presents a natural hierarchy or an order. Where I live, I'm surrounded by mountains. I live in a valley surrounded by mountains. And we use like north, south, east. But for me, north, south, east, and west is I orient myself depending on what side the mountains are on or where I can see like a specific mountain range. And that helps me like orient where I am directionally, right? And so we think about these with Capricorn as well. And that's why I think that like big structures, things like um, organize or, or yeah, organizations or um, like, I can't think of like the word for it right now, but I'm thinking of things which are like regulated on a federal level. Uh, for example, like healthcare, education, um, banking and finance as well as government, it creates like a hierarchy and a structure and it helps us orient ourselves in that structure, right? Like, are you a kindergartner or are you a college student? Um, are you a doula or an RN? Are you, you know, <laughs> like a, a lender or a teller? Like, 
you know, these are just structures which, again, are like highly regulated, but also help give us a sense of like orientation in the world. And I think that org structure or org hierarchy is a big piece of this. Um, if you consider those of us that work in corporate, the difference between an AVP, an assistant vice president, and an SVP. Now, I've worked in organizations. It, it's funny because I worked in um, a banking and finance industry for a few years, but I had leaders who were actually very mutable. They were all mutable signs, either Pisces or Gemini. And job titles were just, they were irrelevant. We had job titles, but they didn't mean anything. And giving someone a title was more about a way to like negotiate like a job placement, but it wasn't actually honored internally as an actual structure in terms of like pay differentials or bonus structures or access to resources and materials. Like it just was completely irrelevant, but consider moving into an organization where it's a big deal to be an AVP, a VP or an SVP, because it does impact your pay. It does impact your bonus structure. It does impact the access to resources or tools that you have or how much clout you have within an organization. That's more of a Capricorn environment where it's meaningful. And again, it helps you orient yourself within the organization. And this isn't going to be a good fit for a lot of people, right? Like not everyone's going to enjoy that and will really like struggle or suffer or feel suffocated in some way. But there's going to be an entirely other population that that's really beneficial for them. And they like being able to orient themselves. They like having clear uh, stepping stones of how to move from one role to the next or one level to the next. It's that climbing up the mountain, but I need to see where I put my feet. I need to see the footholds. I need to understand how to climb up here so I can reach the peak. And Capricorn loves getting to the top of the mountain. I tell people this all the time. Um, for me, like, especially you know, I'm a mom. And when I talk to people about labor and delivery, I was like, man, like, it's so cool that I did something so hard. It was like such a neat experience. And sometimes I feel sad that I'll never have that experience again of like, I just worked so hard. And yes, it was painful. And yes, in some ways it was traumatic. And, you know, part of me in terms of like, the physical pain, like, no, like, I don't want to do that again. But it's the idea of like when you climb up a mountain and you get altitude sickness and your lungs are burning and your body hurts, but then you're at the top of the mountain and it's so beautiful and you have this deep sense of accomplishment. It's like, I would do that all day. But that's again, like I have this bias with Capricorn in my own chart. If I like doing really hard things, I don't love the fun, fast thrill of downhill skiing. I want to do like cross country skiing. Like, I, I want to work really hard. I want to apply myself, but I want to go great distances and climb big heights, but I'm not necessarily there for the adrenaline aspect of it. And it's because I have such a heightened sense of accomplishment of, you know, I did that. And so when we think about this in the workplace, like if you have a Capricorn leader, for example, and you're going into performance evaluations, then the Capricorn leader is going to care about like, how long have you been in the role? What specific outcomes have you actually yielded? How do you apply like what you're doing in really meaningful ways? What have you initiated in your role? How have you expanded the position? And then they're going to be really stern and critical on whether or not a pay change is warranted 
on whether a title change can come up. They're going to be really focused on your own leadership capabilities and whether or not you were like prepared to lead people or to be moving on to the next role or something along those lines. But if you don't have Capricorn in your chart and you don't have those values, like that will be the most annoying thing ever to you, right? But similarly, if you're a Capricorn person and those things are important, but now you're being led by a leader who has no Capricorn qualities and they're like, you're doing a good job and you're like, prove it. Like, thank you for telling me that. But like, can you tell me specifically what I've done this year that ma- like that made me really good at my job? And I've actually counseled with tons of employees where they're coming to me and they're so frustrated and disappointed. And one thing that they say is like, my leader doesn't even know what I do. My boss actually has no idea how to even do my job. And I can tell you right now, like their boss is not a Capricorn because a Capricorn boss will know exactly what they like, what you do. And they're going to um, hold themselves to a high standard that like they'll be able to do it as well. Like Capricorn wants to, I don't want to say that they want to do everything, but they want to have an eye on everything. It's that view from the top of the mountain. Maybe I'm not calling all of the decisions, but I want to see what's going on um, to understand the larger ecosystem, to understand like what all is going on and how does that influence me in my space and how can I influence you in your space as well. And that's because Capricorns feel a deep sense of responsibility for themselves but also for the people around them or for a body of work. There's this deep sense of responsibility that like, I am accountable for this and I want to do my job really well because I see how it influences and impacts something else. It's like, again, that idea that like everything is in an ecosystem. And if you let one area die, then it's going to impact the rest of the team, the rest of the work, the rest of the process or something like that. So let's talk about the Clifton domains of leadership and the signature themes of the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment from the Gallup organization and what Capricorn has to do with any of it, right? So because Capricorn is an earth sign, it's connecting us to the executing uh, domain of the Clifton Strengths. And one of the questions that they ask for this domain of leadership for the executing domain is, How do you make things happen? These people help turn ideas into reality. When teams need to implement a solution, they look to people with executing themes who will work tirelessly to accomplish the goal. Already, doesn't that sound just like the most Capricorn thing? (laughs) Like that is the most Capricorn thing I've ever heard. But here's what's especially fascinating to me. When we look at the signature themes of the executing domain, And so, for example, some of those themes are consistency, discipline, focus, responsibility, arranger. There's some really interesting themes. So there's one in particular that for me has always been the loudest for Capricorn. And so I remember learning this and reading this research when I was in my master's program. Um, But I was as I was just like Looking this up again online, I found a more recently published article. I graduated with my master's degree in 2017. And so I think I was first exposed to this research in like 2015 when I started and when I really started like studying the Clifton Strengths Finder and using it with clients in a vocational like counseling capacity. But this article is from millennialguru.com and it was published December 17th, 2019. Um, 
right before like Capricorn season begins, which I think is just like funny, but it was talking about millennials in the workforce. And I think like a a lot of my listeners are in the millennial generation, um, like myself. And so remember how like there was a period of time now, I think it's Gen Z, but there was a period of time where there was so much media and content being created about millennials in the workforce. How do you attract millennials? How do you get benefits for millennials? What, what to do with these millennials in the workforce? And it was such a thing. And so this article from Millennial Guru, um, the name of the article is called Working Well with Millennials, a Strength-Based Approach. And I'll probably link this article in the show notes of this episode. But it was talking about like, okay, if you want to work with millennials in the workforce, and here's some things that you might know about them and that you might try celebrating about them. And it's using data from the Clifton Strengths Finder. And it shows that the top five Clifton strengths of millennials, now mind you, this is an entire generation of people. Okay. An entire generation of people that all of them, if you take the aggregate, how you might express like the millennial generation, our top five strengths are achiever, which is an executing strength, empathy, relationship building, learner, strategic thinking, adaptability, which I think is strategic thinking as well, and then responsibility, another executing. And so achiever and responsibility, I think, especially I think of Capricorn. And I'm going to talk about the achiever strength in this episode in particular, because it is the number one strength, meaning that of all the millennials that took the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment, the majority of them had achiever high enough in the 34 themes because they rank them high enough that it became the number one strength for an entire generation of people. And you know what else this generation has in common? This is the generation that had Uranus and Neptune in Capricorn when they were born. And for a smaller group of those individuals, they had Saturn there as well. And I'm one of those people. I was born in the early 90s, like late 80s, early 90s that had Saturn, Uranus and Neptune. And then I happen to have been born in Capricorn season. So I'm also a Capricorn sun, Capricorn Mercury. But there's this there's this entire generation of people that has um, the generational planets, Capricorn and Neptune in Capricorn and Neptune, sorry, Uranus and Neptune in the sign of Capricorn. And so there's this concentration of Capricorn energy expressed in these individuals, right? And so for Achiever to be the number one occurring theme, I just, I, and and I also have this bias because Achiever is one of my top strengths and I'm a Capricorn person. Um, The people that I, like I have a leader who's not part of my generation, but is a Capricorn son and also has Achiever in their top strengths. A lot of the clients that I work with do have achiever somewhere, even though it's not in their number one, it's like a top 10 type experience because we were born expressing this energy for our generation of like, I need to be, I need to come into this world and I need to achieve and I need to do something really great. And I need to have an impact on a really big scale, right? Like I need to have a big span of influence on people. And so this, this awareness is actually what sparked the idea for offering the strengths in the natal chart. It's what made me really like look at the elements in the four domains of leadership and things just started clicking from there of like, oh my God, oh my God, you guys, like all of the millennials have achiever and they all have this like 
Capricorn signature in their chart as well. Like what other themes have a correlation between this like really well-researched, well-respected Clifton Strengths Finder from the Gallup organization assessment, um, as well as, you know, the more woo-woo, mystical, divinatory aspect of astrology. And this is like when it clicked for me, it was like, oh my gosh, like there's a connection here. And this is brilliant. And this is fascinating. It's fascinating to me. So anyways, um, I just, I get so energized and I get so jazzed about this because and I, I was just blown away at the correlation. And that's what sparked my continued research and why I love offering this reading to people and why I wanted to do also this podcast series of talking about the different zodiac signs and the strengths that I feel correlate with the energy of that theme or how that theme is expressed. And again, I mean, I don't think that if you have like, you know, if you're like me and you have a Capricorn stellium, you don't have to have achiever in your top five. But I think it's just, again, important to note that um, this is the type of archetype we're dealing with. This is the type of qualities or characteristics in the chart and in the person that um, is the expression of that point in time when the cosmos became conscious through your person, if you will. Okay, so let's read a little bit more about the achiever theme. Um, and I'm going to be reading directly from the Gallup organization's website. So they say, people exceptionally talented in the achiever theme work hard and possess a great deal of stamina. They take immense satisfaction in being busy and productive. Sound like a Capricorn, you know? <laughs> oh, I just love it. The achiever theme helps explain your drive. Achiever describes a constant need for attainment. You feel as if you start each day at zero, and by the end, you must achieve something tangible to feel good about yourself. And by every day, you mean every single day, work days, weekends, and vacations, right? This is where Capricorn out of balance, you could have a leader that like just doesn't know how to take time off. You could have someone like me who has one job, two jobs, three jobs, four. I've got two children. That's a few jobs more. Just kidding, kind of. Um, but you know, it's like I, I never feel like I'm doing enough. Like I, I have this, I have this need to feel like accomplished in like such a severe way that it really takes me out of it. And that's, you know, my own expression of where Capricorn falls in my chart. So again, it's important to acknowledge that this is ex expressed on a spectrum when it's Capricorn. Even with the Clifton strengths, there is a tool where you look at the signature theme in the balcony where it's visible and beloved. Think of like the kings and queens that stand on their balconies and wave to all of the people in the courtyard and, you know, all of the people in their kingdom look up and they just love and celebrate their monarchs. Um, but then there's also like the basement version of the theme where it's hidden away and it's undeveloped or people don't recognize it as a strength and it becomes, you know, a criticism or a perceived weakness that you have. And so this constant need to achieve and to drive can be very beneficial and it can also create very toxic environments, right? Where nothing you do is good enough, where nothing is ever celebrated and where you never feel like you can unplug and disconnect in some way. Um, so then, yeah, right here it says your relentless need for achievement might not be logical. It might not even be focused, but it will always be with you. As an achiever, you must learn to live with this whisper of discontent, which is a very Saturnian thing, in my opinion. It does have its 
It does have its benefits. It brings you the energy you need to work long hours without burning out. It is the jolt you can always count on to get you started on new tasks and challenges. It is the power supply that causes you to set the pace and define the levels of productivity for your work group. It's the theme that keeps you moving. All right. So that's enough of the achiever theme, but yeah, just really cool. And I'm, I'm so grateful that I got to do this episode because again, I am a Capricorn stellium. I have connected with a lot of other, um, individuals who were born with the signature in their chart on TikTok. Whenever I use like Capricorn stellium hashtags, it's really fun to see all of my caps come out, um, and show up acknowledging that they have this quality as well. And again, whether you have achiever in your top five or not, if you have some serious Capricorn placements, especially personal placements, then you're really going to understand and resonate with this achiever theme. And again, when you understand the connection with the astrology, now we can consider like, how does someone with an achiever theme experience Capricorn season? How have they been feeling while Pluto has been transiting through Capricorn? Is what you're doing ever enough? <laughs> right? Like though so this is this is the benefit and this is what's so cool about those readings and those offerings. And again, if you're interested in the strengths in the natal chart, I'm not currently offering that, or depending on when you're listening to this episode, I guess I might be. Go to my website, ww.thatwitchfromwork.com to see if it's currently on my offering list. And if you are interested in taking the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment, then I will link the Gallup organization's website in the show notes. And again, if you have Capricorn in your chart, if Achiever is one of your top themes, I would love to know. You can find the What Did You Think of This Episode prompt on Spotify and leave a comment for me there. It's always so fun hearing from you and connecting with you. And otherwise, you can connect with me on my social media platforms. All right, witches, thank you for tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed it, I'd appreciate any type of rating system that you can give me. Um, if you really loved it, it'd be cool if you shared it on your socials and tagged me in it. And if you want to contribute or collaborate on future episodes, make sure that you're connecting with me on socials. My handle is at that witch from work on Instagram and TikTok. And make sure that you sign up for my free newsletter, the Corporate Coven newsletter. You can sign up on my website, www.thatwitchfromwork.com. On my website, you can always be in the know of my latest readings and how to get in touch with me. 